Hey, this is Darren Steele, and welcome to another episode of the Living Out Podcast. I'm a life coach helping gay men live out the best of who they are. I'm the publisher of Think Queerly on Medium and a writer. Now, today's episode, I want to talk about the closet door. We go in and out, in and out, in and out of a closet to get our clothes and to put things away. And sometimes we forget and leave the door wide open. Other times we close it really tightly shut. And there's a couple of aspects that are really interesting about the coming out process. And, you know, when we come out the first time, we all have our own story. The age when we came out, who we came out to, you know. Maybe it's a very vivid memory. Maybe it was a happy one or a very painful one. Maybe you didn't actually come out to someone in the sense of confiding in them. Maybe you actually had sex with another man for the first time. And that act, that physical act of touching the flesh of your desire made you realize that that's who you were. And that's what you wanted and all of the emotions and introspection that would have followed that that process. And as we go through the coming out process the first time around, there's layers, there's stages. Maybe you tell a friend and then you tell a parent and and whether or not you're out to colleagues or if you're studying to teachers. And, and when do you go back into the closet? Or what parts of you, what best parts of you do you hide in the closet? And this is what really interests me because when we have to go back into the closet and hide a part of ourselves, sometimes there's a very good reason for it when it's about self-preservation. If your life is threatened in any way, or you're traveling in a foreign country that is not accepting of LGBTQ rights, then by all means, you know, we need to be smart. We need to take care of ourselves and be safe. But if you're in a situation, let's say it's something to do with work, um, where you shut down a part of yourself and you decide to change your mannerisms or your tone of voice or, you know, many other things that in a way suppress who you are. And who we are means being authentic. And authentic is kind of a funny word, but authentic would mean that you're not being something else. You're not play acting, you're not straight acting, you're not trying to fit in to the status quo. You're not trying to mimic a template of what a man is supposed to be. I think back to some of my own experiences and my earrings, which I'm not wearing, are a really interesting metaphor for me. Now, when I was at university, I wasn't studying a gay topic. But in my fourth year, going into my master's, I decided to apply for a scholarship in Germany. And that meant I came up with this gay-themed linguistic topic that had nothing to do with my training up to date. So I spent, in my second year master's, the year in Germany, I was trying to pursue this gay linguistic-themed topic. It didn't work out. After a few months, I realized I couldn't do it. I didn't know how to do it. And then I started to look for a different topic for my master's thesis, and I had to leave doing gay research. So up until that point, I was really exploring being out. You know, I had a potential research advisor in Germany where I was who was gay. 
who was publishing a, um, an academic journal that was called Forum Homosexualität und Literatur. So I couldn't have been in a better place at that time in, I think, about 1991 or 1992. I even went to Amsterdam for a four-week program at the University of Amsterdam uh, that was a gay-themed program looking at things from anthropology to gay literature and Freud's influence on understanding sexuality and literature. And man, I was in my zone. But then when that didn't all work out, I was trying to go back into what I was being groomed to do, how I was being, in a way, sort of templated to be a particular kind of uh, German linguistics scholar in middle high German, of all things, going down a particular path that was not so much expected of me, but was normal. It was normalized. And I was going to be fitting into a category uh, that didn't have a lot of people in it, so I probably could have had a pick of any PhD job uh, that I wanted upon my completion of my PhD. I came back to Ottawa, Canada, where I was living, uh, very disheartened, not feeling myself. And then at that time, uh, Pink Triangle Press was opening up uh, a sister publication to the Toronto publication Extra in Ottawa. I started volunteering there. And I guess about six to nine months after getting employed with Pink Triangle Press, I, I left my master's. So that very short period where I fell out of this gay research project, was trying to go back to what I had been doing, and then felt empty. Then going into a, a gay and lesbian media organization where I worked for 10 years. And while I was away in, in Germany, I got these big hoop earrings. And I had three or four different pairs of earrings, but these were my favorite. They were my biggest earrings. They were very heavy. They were handmade. Uh, I picked up at sort of like an outdoor uh, arts and crafts fair. They were beautiful. And I had them in each ear. It, it was just a way of me to visually say, hey, look at me. I'm different. I'm other. Now, fast forward to the end of my career at Pink Jungle Press, I decided to move into personal training. I wanted to be self-employed. And I was working out of a gym that was primarily a gay clientele. I was self-employed working for another trainer who happened to be straight but very open-minded. I was doing some writing for a gay online magazine for Toronto. And then, yeah, things, things didn't go quite the way I wanted them to go. I, I made some business mistakes and then I had to get a job at a, a high-end club in the financial district of Toronto. And in the hiring, they told me that I had to remove my earrings, that men were not allowed to wear earrings or jewelry of any kind because it was a safety hazard. Now, that's bullshit. Absolute crap because women wore earrings. They wore things around their neck. What that club wanted was a kind of quiet homophobia. They wanted men to look like men. They didn't want any of their clientele to feel uncomfortable with their staff in any way. And, you know, on, on one hand, you know, a business has to do what a business has to do. But suppressing someone's identity, I dressed the part, I wore the uniform, I didn't have a swastika tattooed on my face, I had earrings. And it's a real problem when a woman could wear earrings, but a man can't. It's a double standard. It's also a presumption, a heteronormative presumption, that men shouldn't do anything that makes them act or look like women. 
because it takes away their masculinity and it might call into question whether this is this man is actually man enough and oh my goodness will a straight man feel uncomfortable with that trainer who has earrings because maybe that gay trainer might be checking out his butt what the fuck you know where i'm going with this so over the course of time i and I had clients that just absolutely loved me. They didn't give a shit that I was gay. Everybody either figured that out or or I came out to them at some point. But over the years, you know, I suppressed parts of myself. The freedom to laugh in a certain way. The freedom to maybe just make some funny statement or and say it in a way that would be clearly acknowledged of, that guy's a fag, right? And only if other gays were saying that, right? Because we don't want somebody labeling us in that way that makes us feel uncomfortable and unwelcome. But I think you know what I mean. I wasn't able to be myself and I became less happy and more disenfranchised to the point where it took me literally two years before I made the shift and things were starting to get sour and, you know, my contract was coming up and and thankfully it ended. And it just prompted me to say, enough is enough. And I need to explore every aspect of who I am. And that's at least for me. I'm not saying this is how you need to lead your life. But the, the, the comparison is you need to live your life to the fullest. And if you don't embrace your identity as a gay man, you're leaving a lot on the table. You're leaving a lot of your gifts and the way in which you think and the way in which you look at the world in the closet. And that doesn't allow you to be authentically you. You are just trying to fit into the status quo and be like everyone else. So at the end of last year, I decided enough. I'm, I'm really done with personal training. If, it, if, it, if I have a couple clients that I'm working with, that's fantastic. But I'm a gay life coach. And I help gay men live out the best of who they are. Why? Because I've got this same experience of going in and out of the closet, of hiding the best parts of myself, of not living out all the best parts of who I am. This allows me to feel the greatest sense of happiness and peace of mind. And I'm going to call it queer well-being because being queer is a massive, intricate intense, (laughs) a very important part of who I am that I need to express because I like to look at the world differently and I like to share with people, to help people in the way in which I look at the world. When they ask me a question or when they say something to me, to try and understand what's not said, what's repressed, what's held back. What are you holding back that's limiting your potential. And it might be part of your gay identity, or it might be something about who you are that, for whatever reason, you've put back in the closet of who you are. But it's something essential. It could be something that you were interested in. Maybe it was art. Maybe it was photography. Maybe it was dance. Maybe it was writing. I'm always looking to something creative because doing something creative is how we gain insight, how we understand sort of our individual sovereignty, what uniqueness we can bring to the world. So maybe that's the best question to ask 
What is the uniqueness you can bring into your life that as a result, as a byproduct, will make people around you happier, healthier, stronger, but will give you the greatest peace of mind and inner satisfaction. So thank you for listening. This has been the Living Out Podcast, and I will speak to you soon.